Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes here in on this, uh, I, I call it, uh, you know, SWAT Wednesday, uh, even though I did not make the Bible study today. And uh, uh, I guess you, you I better. Were excused, I, I guess I better bring my note uh, from my, I don't know, maybe I can use my excuse that my, my daughter needed my help. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. But Doug, man, well, I'm you sorry. do have a little bit going on in your life it, with uh, her. Um, well, her twins that were just are they? And they're still in ICU. They are still in. Well, they're on the fifth floor. I technically, I guess, it's not really ICU, but uh, they are doing great. Uh, they're off oxygen. They're out of the, you know, whatever it is, the warming bin is what I call it. Um, they are eating. They're being, uh, you know, they're intervening iv fed i guess um but they are taking a bottle every once in a while so but they look great uh they absolutely look great you know if we had a which we do have an instagram or facebook page uh, we don't really update that very often at swat radio <laughs> well you know uh actually james does i need to yeah. send it to james I'll, I'll james i know james is listening i'll yeah. i'll send james a couple of pictures of my two uh, new twin granddaughters, and by the way, we are we couldn't be happier. I was telling somebody, you know, <clears throat> uh, listen. While we love our grandsons, six of them, uh, they keep us extremely busy. To have two twin girls come into the family is uh, <clears throat> quite a blessing, as as somebody said. It's it's double blessing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but anyway, I got a got a call from my daughter this morning. Hey, is there any way you guys could help me today? Uh, anyway, she cannot lift anything, and with uh, a bunch of boys around the house, uh, Grandpa, what's your grandpa name? What do they call you? Poppy. Poppy, that's right. Poppy. And Lori, they call Lolly. Lolly, so I love that. We're Lolly Poppy. Oh, uh, that's good. Well, we're easy and OG. Uh, easy. You know, in fact, my my older grandsons have picked up on the fact we call you easy because you're easy. <laughs> Well, I think they say that you make things easy. But anyway, all that to say, I missed Bible study today, and I know uh, I know we had a good crowd today. In fact, uh, our caller John from yesterday joined you. Is that correct? That is correct, <clears throat> John. I'm sorry I missed you. Yeah. And uh, but I will be there soon. And uh, anyway, I know I know we've got a study meeting tomorrow morning at, uh, at Jumpin' Jack. Jack's House of Foods on San Jose Boulevard. Best starts at 6.30. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, by the way, I mean, they do a – even though he doesn't do a breakfast as part of their business, mm-hmm. he does do a little treat for us on, on Thursday mornings. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty darn good. Yeah. It's like a pizza breakfast. Yeah, and it is the best burger, like you said Ooh, yesterday, some. in town. <clears throat> uh, and he doesn't even pay us to say that. It's just really <laughs> good. We just speak the truth, right? That's Spiritual it. words, advancing truth. That's it. So, That's it. Uh, best burger around. But uh, hey, to, what's uh, what's on the what's on the front headlines today? Well, today Anything John up there? Kippur. Uh, That's true. High Holy Day, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is uh, also known as the Day of Atonement, uh, which uh, a lot of people in the Jewish faith are fasting today and. 
uh, praying. Um, and it, the whole theme of it is atonement and repentance. And I praise God that uh, Yeshua mm. has come. Yeah, that's right. uh, um, Jesus is Messiah. He's come. And uh, our uh, Messiah has redeemed us. We have been atoned for. And I pray for God's people to know that, that uh, his people would know that Messiah has come and that um, he is the one that offers forgiveness. He is the only name, Peter says, by which we may be saved uh, because he fulfilled all the Old Testament prophecies. He he is the suffering servant. We talked about that mm-hmm. today mm. as uh, Paul preached that at Thessalonica. You know, I, I kind of got tongue-tied this morning, Brad. Uh, I was teaching about, you know, why couldn't it be the Thessalonians instead of the Thess- it's the Thessalonians, but it's Thessalonica. You know, I was just yeah, like, yeah, that is kind of it's kind of weird, isn't it? But anyway, um, but Paul preached that message to them about a suffering Messiah, mm-hmm. and he told them that he would die and be resurrected. And so, even though it is Yom Kippur, we pray for our Jewish brothers who have not yet uh, bowed to Messiah. And repented. It is a day of repentance. And Lord, may today bring people into your family from Israel. May people who are descendants physically of Abraham become spiritual descendants of Abraham mm-hmm. today. That is our prayer mm-hmm. uh, on this holiest day of the year, really in Judaism. It is, right. you know. Right. And so uh, that's going on. An- another thing is um, it is. Um, uh, Steve Jobs um, died on this day 11 years ago. Is that right? Yeah, uh, October 5th. Um, and uh, he died in 2011. And, you know, Steve Jobs was not a person of faith that we know of. He never made a profession of faith. But he did say some things that are pretty uh, interesting how, how he, you know, and Steve Jobs really changed the music industry. He, he did. changed he did. Um, really communication. He changed really a lot, so much about our world technologically. When you think about the iPhone, the iPad, the i the computer, he he took it things to basically the point where now everybody walks around with a computer in their hand, right? And everybody was trying to compete with them. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he said this. Uh, back in 05, when he addressed at Stanford University, he says, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life, which I thought was interesting. He said, don't let the noise of other people drown you out. Um, he he says, drown out your inner voice. And I would say, from a spiritual perspective, don't let the noise of others drown out the voice of God in your life that's Amen. moving you. Um, and And have courage to follow God. You know, uh, he followed his own heart, and he and he did stuff. You know, he with the iPod and all that stuff he did. It was amazing. And you know, there were some sad things about Steve Jobs. I teach about that. I contrast him with George Mueller, and I, I'm not going to go down that road now. But I just want to point out a couple of things that by the time of his death, he was worth ten billion dollars, which today. That's not even that much. That's now. probably a hundred billion yeah. today. <clears throat> but, but by the age of twenty-three, Brad, he was worth over a million dollars. Now yeah. think about that, yeah. man. That makes me feel bad. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
you know, he died from pancreatic cancer. And at the end of his life, he said, he made this statement. And, and if you're listening, I, I hope you'll really focus into what Steve Jobs said, one of the most successful men in our lifetime, uh, probably one of the most influential men, wouldn't you say, oh, in our lifetime? Yeah, definitely. He said, at this moment, lying on this sick bed and recalling my whole life, I realize that all the recognition, all the wealth that I took so much pride in have paled and they've become meaningless in the face of death. Wow. He goes, God gave us the senses to feel the love in everyone's heart, not the illusion that's brought about by wealth and the wealth that I've won in my life. I can't take it with me. You can hire someone to do anything for you in this world except die for you. Mm. Mm. That was what he was thinking about at the end of his life. And I, I pray that there was somebody there to try to share with him the good news. I know he's heard it at some point in his life, but he ended his life really miserable. If you look, I've got a picture of him emaciated at the end of his life, and he looks absolutely miserable. All the money in the world, all the fame in the world didn't save him, couldn't give him peace in the midst of that. And yet at the same time, I remember our brother Gil Smith, who was a changed man because Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. And at the end of his life, with his last breaths, he, that as far as I know, he was praising God Amen. for what God did in his life. Amen. Two very different ways of looking at uh, leaving this world, going to the next. You know, and I, it, it's interesting as we look even at what we're going to discuss today, Doug, Gil came to my mind. Uh-huh. Uh, our brother Gil, who went home to be with the Lord, has it been, what, eight, nine months now? Yeah, it was back, it was um, back in the, the early part of the year. Died of pancreatic cancer. But, Same thing Jobs died from. Right, exactly. And we we uh we we happened to be there when he first found out. Mm-hmm. And uh, even that day getting to be with him and to see just the peace that was he was covered in, uh, knowing that you know, I mean, even the short time he had really come to Christ and surrendered to Christ, there was a peace over him. Well, there was a joy there. There really that, was that, that, yeah. I remember talking to him, Brad, right a, a few days before he passed, and he was talking about how he was struggling a little bit with the 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 the, the finality of what was coming. Right, and yet he said, "I just asked God to help me," and he's carted down to have a CAT scan, and he's sharing with the person that carts him down because the guy says to him. You know, everybody, uh, he goes, do you know how sick you are, man? The guy says to him, hmm. and he goes, yeah. He goes, everybody else I bring down here who is at where you're at, they look miserable, but you don't. Wow. And Gil wow. had an opportunity there to be a witness, and he shared that with joy with me. And Steve Jobs says, you know, everybody else looks at my life, and they think I'm the epitome of success. He hmm. says, but aside from work, I have little joy. Wow. That's what he says at the end of his life. Wow. So let it be a reminder to us all. There is the eternal, Paul says, and there's a temporal. Let's not focus on the temporal. Amen. Amen. Well, we're glad you joined us on SWAT Radio today. Our phone lines uh, will be open during our third and fourth segment. If you want to join the conversation today, the number is 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-7928. 
If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing back. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Uh, we are glad you have joined us today. If you are, by the way, if you're new to SWAT, uh, SWAT is part of His Light International Ministries. Its mission is to equip men in sound biblical instruction for the purpose of godly living. Uh, we believe, as Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3, that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And our, our greatest desire at SWAT Radio is to see Christian men shepherd their families, serve the local church, and seek the welfare of their cities all for the glory of God. And so uh, this week has been a a great week so far, and I'm looking forward to next week, Doug, just because I know we're going to get back into uh, our study of Acts, beginning in Acts 17. Yes. And uh, anybody, listen, I mean, well, you can go to SWATradio.com. If you want to check out where uh, where we meet for the Bible studies, uh, there's a tab there on the website, meetings. Just check that out. There's even a Zoom call if you're out of the state or out of the uh, northeast florida area you can tune in you got a good crowd in that group too by the way yeah it is from all over by the way and uh you know this week we we because we took that deviation because of the hurricane not right. only in our calendar yeah. uh, but we took it in the bible study to deal with this whole issue of how do we deal with a natural disaster or a tragedy in our life you know if you just open up the papers you see tragic story Mm -hmm. after tragic story and that's only the ones that make the news there's a lot that never make the news right well and think of every story listen anybody who's listening to us right now has experienced some level of hardship uh, tragedy of some kind and it doesn't just impact one person 
Yeah. You were just talking about our brother Gil, who went home to be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 experience of hearing you have cancer impacts more than just Gil. Mm-hmm. It impacts, you know, a family, a workplace. It, it impacts a lot of different people. And so I can't, you know, what a great uh, a great kind of deviation from what we've been doing to really talk about, you know, the sovereignty of God in the midst of storms, whether it be weather storms, financial storms, relational storms, physical health storms, because uh, we, we've all experienced those. Yeah, and, and when you look at, like I said, um, our headline, just go to any local news, yeah. national news, you'll read about murders, you'll read about uh, just, not just murders, but I'm talking about, Brad, does it seem to you they've gotten more gruesome now? People are doing more, like, vicious kind of, like, like more people are killing their parents and mm-hmm. and. Their children and stuff. It's just crazy what you're seeing. So how do you respond in the midst of that? Well, we talked about Monday, how God calls us as his children to to trust that he's on his throne. He's sovereign over it all. And how the world we live in is broken. It is going to be broken. We are Mm going to see stories like that until Jesus comes back. Those kind of stories are not going to go away. But we saw yesterday that, God is faithful every step of the way. Amen. Also that he is he is going to be with us even though the world is cruel, even though we deal with this tragic stuff. God never leaves us. In fact, in John 16, he said, "What? I've overcome the world and in me you will have peace." Yeah. And we talked about that. Well, today we're looking at the fourth and fifth principles, the final ones really we we covered it in the meetings and it's the fourth one is because he's faithful, we can demonstrate to others. We can put God on display mm-hmm. as we demonstrate faith in the midst of a really tough situation, whatever it is. And and then finally, a natural disaster or a tough situation, a crisis, is a great kingdom opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to put God on display. And so it's not just that we are faithful. Those opportunities are the perfect spotlight because think about it. Hmm. it. Are people drawn to those kind of stories? Yeah, they want, wow, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, but how are they handling that like mm-hmm. that? You know, and so it's a great kingdom opportunity. And we'll talk about verses from God's word that relate specifically to those. But the first verse that pops into my mind is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And we learned that as kids, you know. I mean, yeah. if you went to any Baptist church, you learned this, you know, <laughs> trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your paths. Well, it, you know, you say this all the time. In fact, when I was walking in, Bernie was downstairs in the lobby, and I said, Bernie, are you staying in the Word? He goes, "It's I'm keeping it in me, mm-hmm. you know, which mm-hmm. is even better, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's got to be dwelling in you. Yeah. And so um, trust in the Lord with your heart. It's not what you profess. It's what you do. And because God is faithful to us, we can be a faithful image bearer of the one true living God when we're out there. Because if you look throughout the Bible, Brad, the Old Testament, New Testament, it's all about making his name known. That's right. Because he says, 
they will know that I'm the Lord. Mm-hmm. They will know that I'm the Lord over and over throughout the Old Testament. And, 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 and that's what it's about, knowing that there is a living God, the one yeah. true living God. His name is Yahweh. Yeah. I don't know if you it, this will be a kind of more of a, a picture. And uh, you've probably seen images over the last few days, at least since the storm came. But there's an image, and I, I, I want to try and pull it up maybe on the break. Uh, maybe we can get James to post it. But think, do you remember when Irma came through? Uh, there was a a picture of a beach house at the beach that was standing after the storm, and all around it, every single house around it had been completely demolished. Mm-hmm. And uh, they interviewed the homeowner. You know what is different about your house? Oh no, that no, that <clears> was that wasn't Irma. It was uh, Andrew. Was it Andrew? It was Andrew. It was down yeah. in Miami. Yeah. And 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 they they interviewed the owner because every home was wiped out in the subdivision. Exactly. But there's one house, and the homeowner talked about how the house was built, and it's true for he, us. He built it according to the code. He said all <laughs> the other ones were not built according to the code. Good. Good. And yeah. and and think about it. And we talked about that in SWAT about how the code is God's word. That's right. Yeah. You you don't get to build your house any way you want to. But, uh, but the thing is, you wouldn't know on the surface how well that house was built until the storm came. That's right. In other words, you look at the rest of the houses, what a great neighborhood this is. But when the storm came, it exposed the fact that most of those houses were not built well. Well, and the same is true in us. Well, do you remember my pet friend Perry Bowers? He he used to tell a story that he stole from. I say he stole. He borrowed. <laughs> That's he, what we always yeah, borrow. Right? He borrowed it from another guy. But really, it's a great illustration, and it's about this guy who wanted to build this big, beautiful ship, and he spent all his time and money on what was above the water, and he didn't really build out very soundly what was beneath the water line. Mm-hmm. And so the first storm that came along, guess what? It ripped it to shreds yeah. because there was no depth yeah. to yeah. the ship. Yeah. It was all <clears throat> above the water. And so we do that so often oh, in our Lord. spiritual lives, yeah. don't we? Oh, my. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, we we want our lives to look good. And, and most of us in this day, because of social media and all the various ways we can prop ourselves up, mm-hmm. the reality is storms are coming mm-hmm. and they're going to expose what you've built your life on yeah and you know whether it's a, a the trellis and the vine or it's the house you've built i've shown you pictures of this uh this fort that i've built for my grandsons in the backyard yeah my i'm gonna son, hire you to come build one it, in yeah, my backyard. my son came over when i first got it started and he said well dad the first thing we need to do is make sure these pillars are deep in the ground <clears throat> and uh, because there's a lot of weight that's been put on that structure. And, I mean, that thing is so solid. Uh, you know, it makes me think of when my parents were building uh, what I, w- I think was their final house in Austin, Texas, mm. and they were building it on this hill. And I remember my dad taking me over to the lot where they were beginning to to build the, the house, and they were just in the, the foundation stage. Mm. And uh, I think my dad was telling me, we're going to spend a third of our budget on this foundation because it requires so much excavation to be able to lay this foundation. Now, think about that in relation to our own lives. God wants to excavate 
what's in our heart. What is it that we are depending on for peace? You know, and, and I mean, we're, we still struggle. With Whether that, don't we? it can be money, it can be power, it can be family. Absolutely. It can, it can be, it, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you, he has a way of ripping those things up, He's gonna whatever excavate. it is, because it has to be him. That's right. And, but he's faithful. Hmm. And when we start to grasp that, it gives us a peace that surpasses our conditions. In fact, in Lamentations um, 3, uh, verses 22 and 23, Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, had a terrible job. He had to go to the king of Israel and tell him, listen, you're about to go into judgment. Now, mm-hmm. think about this. <clears throat> now, nobody's signing up for this job, right? you got to go to the leader of your nation and tell him because of his disobedience and the disobedience of the people, God in heaven is bringing judgment against you, and he's going to use the Babylonian empire to do it, these pagans. Can you imagine? <laughs> and, and so Jeremiah did that, and so he wrote this book of Lamentations kind of talking about it's really a sad song i said this it's the country song of the bible if you go to lamentations <clears throat> yeah i've actually and, and got it that. here yeah so read 3 22 and 23 well i had it fresh on my on my heart because i i shared this text yesterday these, these verses because it's a verse kind of like uh, the first one we did there from proverbs 3 but it's it's one we most of us probably know the steadfast love of the lord never ceases mm-hmm. his mercies never come to an end they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. He says this, so in the midst of a very difficult time, this is not somebody who's just been blessed with a lot of money, a lot of resources, a lot of... Um, he he is saying this in the middle of a time of mourning, saying, our faith is in you, God. Hmm. And boy, talk about putting a spotlight on faith. Yeah. That does it. So. Well, that'll do it. Well, we're going to take a break for national news again. We're glad you've joined us on SWAT Radio We want to hear from you when we return the number to calls, 844-777-SWAT, 844-777-7928. You can also email us with your questions and comments to ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as Doug and I continue our discussion on what is the sovereignty of God. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. We're glad you've joined us as we are looking this week at storms, suffering, and the sovereignty of God. Specifically today, we're looking at because he is faithful, we can we can demonstrate a life of faith mm-hmm. to those around us. We were talking about Gil, our friend Gil. He demonstrated a life of faith. And oftentimes, Doug, I feel like we... We, even though we have opportunities every day to demonstrate faith, 
Mm-hmm. It's most demonstrated, don't you think, in the midst of struggle, suffering, storms? A- absolutely. I, you know, I don't know if you remember. I met this lady up in, uh, or actually over in Missouri. Lori and I were out in Missouri and Branson, and we met this lady named Holly Snell who wrote a book called Dancing on My Ashes. I remember that. And I just played her interview last week, last Friday. And uh, if you have not heard that interview, go to SWATradio.com and just type in Holly, H-O-L-L-Y, Snell, S-N-E-L-L, her and her sister-in-law, I think it's her sister-in-law, um, basically both their husbands died. They were doing Together. this. Yeah, they were doing this <clears throat> Christian camp thing up in the Northeast where they were going to minister to kids and mm-hmm. do all this stuff, and everything <clears throat> seemed to be going great. The two husbands go out. They're trying to forge a canoe path and find something, and they end up dying. And... You know, it launched Holly and her sister-in-law into ministry in a way that they had not planned on. But, boy, what a beautiful testimony, a very powerful testimony. And at the end of the day, those two men, the legacy they left Hmm. was something that continues in their wives and their children. And, you know, when we think about our legacy, like if we are not, demonstrating a life of faith to our family or to our friends around us, then when we die, the faith that was given to us is, is even though it may carry on through other people, it's not carried on through us. That's our purpose in being here is to perpetuate the faith. And so, um, you know, all the tangible things, Brad, our cars, our houses, our jobs, Mm -hmm. our money, our 401ks, all those things, when they're taken away, the only thing we're left with is our witness and our legacy. Yeah. I was thinking of First Peter 2, nine, where it says, You're a chosen race, a royal priest, and a holy nation, a people of God's own possession, that, that you might proclaim the excellencies mm-hmm. of him who called you out of darkness and into light. Mm. Sometimes uh, those opportunities to proclaim his excellencies are, are witnessed. Well, most of the time they are witnessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're visible. Uh, they're evident in your life. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're usually evident most in the storms and the, the tragedies and the trials of, of life. Uh, yeah, I definitely remember uh, the Snells. Did, did we have both of them on or was just one no, of them? No, it was one? just Holly. Yeah. Boy, um, that was an amazing story. But you know, I was thinking about, I, you know, I told you I contrasted uh, um, Steve Jobs and uh, George Mueller. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs impacted people with technology. Technology can be good and bad, right? I mean, like people use the iPhone for very bad things. They use the iPhone for good things. I dare say that that there will be many books written about Steve Jobs that really influence people you know how you read books like uh, that i'm not saying that they won't influence some but think about george mueller george mueller was born into a wealthy family he began a life that basically devoted to caring for orphans his net worth at his death was in today's terms somewhere between a thousand and twenty thousand dollars we don't know for sure but somewhere in that range, 
which was .0000019% of Steve Jobs' wealth. (laughs) But by the end of his life, he had cared for over 2,000 orphans. He had bought land, built buildings, fed and cared for orphans and workers uh, without any public requests for assistance. He had helped over 10,000 orphans by the end of his life. And his autobiography is called A Million and a Half Answers to Prayer. I bet a million copies of that book has been sold, and I bet it's influenced so many people since his death. Mm. And when I think of those two lives, he was a guy who understood this principle. And by the way, this principle of um, the, the only thing left is our witness and legacy, that was said by a guy out in Houston who had lost everything because of Hurricane Harvey. I mean, everything. Mm. I mean, the house was gone. The cars were gone. Mm. Everything was gone except for his wife and kids. And he said, at the end of it all, the only thing we have left is our witness and our legacy. And that really struck me. And and so as we think about this principle of being faithful and demonstrating this life of faith around us, we got to remember it's to encourage those who are going yeah. through difficulties or who may not yeah. yet have gone through difficulties. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Doug, I've probably shared this. I know I've shared it with you. I may have shared it on air at some point. But you know, you think about the people uh, that have been through difficult circumstances. And we've had those close to us. Yeah. Yes, we've both experienced difficult circumstances. But there, there are a lot of other people who have experienced way worse, Far worse. Than, than we've ever yeah. experienced. And, <clears throat> and I remember... Uh, when my mother was diagnosed with ALS, and this is all, in fact, uh, which th- is a hideous disease. It is, it's awful. And in fact, this month, it'll be a tw- uh, 10 years. Mm. But I remember, and she lived five years with it, but I remember speaking to my dad on a weekly basis and praying with him. And, uh, and, and Doug, I, I got to tell you, uh, watching my dad walk through that with my mother was quite frankly, in all the years they were married and they had a good marriage uh, and and really modeled that for us, what far exceeded that was how he cared for her mm-hmm. through that. And it really, as he would tell you, it was all God. Mm-hmm. It was God doing it through him. And uh, we may, we would have, not to say we wouldn't have seen some of that, but we got it. It was magnified in that situation. Well, I, it's like a spotlight. It but, is. But I want to. I want you to think about your mom, as 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 uh, sick as she was, mm-hmm. and walking through that painful disease. She had people around her loving her. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to think about the Apostle Paul for a second. Five times he was strapped to a pole and beaten with thirty nine lashes. Nobody around him cheering him on. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. around him comforting mm-hmm. him. Three times he was beaten yeah. with rods. He was stoned and left for dead. There's nobody going, you know what, we're here with you. It was all God, right? Mm. And as he was going through that, thinking all these things he was dealing with, he penned these words to the Corinthians. But we have this treasure, meaning this hope of the gospel, in jars of clay. This is chapter 4, verse 7. To show... The surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but we're not crushed. 
We're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in us. For we who live are being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. And what he's saying in there Mm. is that we have these weak uh, clay bodies that are fragile. And any strength we project is the the power of God and Jesus in us to show that we are his, that there's power. Like, remember the lady I told you about, Kathy Mm O'Brien? To be able to walk through that cancer with the power and the hope of of resurrected life to people is a testimony, and it's a strengthening thing. Well, and and to your point, what you were saying about Mueller is – whether it was my dad or it was O'Brien or it was Paul, those who witness that, that's where that legacy of living a life of faith in the midst of very difficult circumstances shows us. It shows those who are witnessing that God is faithful and he can be trusted. Yes. And just the, the how that impacted others who were watching Paul in the midst of that. Well, yeah. In fact, Brad, go to Philippians 1, and this kind of dovetails right into the last principle, Mm -hmm. which is a natural disaster or crisis is a great kingdom opportunity to bolster others. It's only a few verses. I know we only got a couple of minutes, but you can read it. Verses 12 through 13. Remember, this is Paul writing Philippians 1 from jail. He's writing, and he had, remember, what happened in Philippi? He was beaten. Yeah, exactly. And thrown in jail. All right, with Silas. So read <laughs> yeah. this. Uh, Philippians 1, uh, verse 12. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. So he's writing to people where he was beaten. Mm. They knew the story of the jailer in yeah. Philippi. Yeah. But now he's in Rome. Rome was the terror of the world. To be in a Roman prison, there was no hope. And yet he was confident. And he and he's saying that the other brothers are watching and they're empowered by his boldness yeah. and his trust. And that's what it means. That we we have a kingdom opportunity to put God on display to encourage other people. Yeah. Well, think of the think of the difficulties you've been through in your life. Did they make you more fearful or more confident? You know, I, I think for me, it's just there is a confidence, there is a boldness to speak about the faithfulness of God. Yeah. Are you more encouraged by somebody getting a BMW? Or more encouraged by somebody going through cancer with a hope-filled trust. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's the whole prosperity gospel. That's where it just falls apart, right? Well, it just whets our appetite for the things of this world rather than the things of God. When we come back from the break, Doug and I will take your calls. The number to call: eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. 
That's 844-777-SWAT. Again, if you're unable to call, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back for our final segment. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong. At the end of the line, will all the other not quite, will all the never get it right, but it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time, cause I'm just a nobody. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. For those who are new to SWAT, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Uh, the SWAT is a a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with Christ. And this broadcast is made possible by the generous donations of listeners like you and corporate sponsors who support this type of clear, unashamed teaching and discussion of God's Word. If you're interested in learning more about SWAT Radio or one of the SWAT Bible studies for men, go to SWATradio.com, click on the SWAT Meetings tabs, we would love to have you join us in person. If you're interested in supporting or sponsoring what Doug and I are doing here, click on the support tab for further information. And uh, if you want to go back, and Doug's mentioned it a couple times, we usually during these broadcasts, uh, kind of point you back to other episodes that have been done. And th- Doug, it's hard to believe we've been doing this five five years now, I guess. Uh, six in uh, January. Six, oh, wow. <laughs> We started in 17. Brad, we're going to be in 2023 in just a few months. It's amazing. So all those episodes, uh, you can even go back when we first started. And we were, you know, not that we're still not amateurs at what we do, <laughs> but uh, there was, we've had some great guests over the years, just some good, solid teaching and discussion. I still remember, Doug, when you first reached out to me, uh, I want to, I'm trying to remember the date, but. I remember thinking, I don't want to get on the radio with you. <laughs> I love you, but I have no interest in getting on the radio. And I remember you, you telling me how much money you needed to raise to get this thing off the ground. And I thought, well, only God can do that. Mm. And if God does that, I'll help you out. Mm. And, and, you know, here it is almost six years later. Uh, we're still doing this. And I love it, Doug. I, I genuinely, uh, I tell people all the time, you know, I, I don't do this for money. Uh, in fact, we don't make any money I off this. I pay you the big bucks you to pay be up here, big, man. 
is that just the the time you and I get to spend in the Word of God, we would do this without the radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We, we would, and, and this, this is you know, we, Christian radio. A lot of people don't understand this, though. But Christian radio, you pay to be on the air. Like they they don't. I, I don't care what who it is, whether it's Chuck Swindoll, John MacArthur. Uh, you pick your favorite Bible teacher. Nobody is getting paid to be on Christian radio. Christian radio people pay to be on the air for the airtime. Uh, now, out in the secular world, um, when you get people like Sean Hannity or other, or, or uh, you know, Bill Maher or whoever, you pick your poison there. Those people have sponsors, uh, you know, Budweiser or whoever, right. and they, they, they get enough money from sponsorships that they they get salaries and that's where they make their living a lot of those people um but but you know we're here because we want the truth to go out over the airwaves and you know I remember when we first started one of the things was well radio is kind of dying i have been stunned at the way people have responded to radio mm-hmm. i mean out in the world whether it's virginia mississippi florida georgia uh, a, a trucker driving in North Carolina who gets an ad through Google mm. about SWAT radio mm. or a guy mm. in Europe who gets over in England uh, and people hear it. And, and so thank you Lord for this great opportunity to be a, 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 a instrument in sharing your yeah. truth. And yeah. Brad and I take this seriously. We want to make sure that, uh, and, and I've realized, you know, in the past, you know, we're human. We make mistakes, and sometimes we get caught up in things that um, we, we're passionate about. And we want you to understand, though, the most important thing to us is God's Word as it points to Jesus. And we want you to hear it. We want you to know it and be encouraged by it. Uh, well, and- I just <clears throat> I think back, and, and this is not in any way a push uh, for support. Uh, because as I said, we would do this. Uh, we we don't do this. We don't get paid to do this. Uh, we do it because we love to get in. I love to get in the studio and just chat it up with you. And the reality is the whole idea behind SWAT radio was to exposit the word of God, but then have discussion that was kind of centered on the topic or the text that we're working through. Mm-hmm. And of course, next week we'll be back here in the studio really working through uh the the act 17 the beginning of act 17 yeah by the way i'm looking forward to that but uh and and i know you've got a great guest tomorrow yeah uh, congressman john rutherford's going to be the guest tomorrow so i hope you'll tune in uh john is a man of faith and um you know i've known john a long time and congressman rutherford is uh a guy who has gone up to washington to try to serve the people and, uh, and I can, he's really spent his whole career serving. Yeah, he's been serving. Uh, he was he, sheriff he, here he, for he was, years. Before that, he was a, a patrolman and mm-hmm. worked his way up. Yep. And um, so, so I, he's got a great testimony. Amazing. And, and so, yeah. uh, I hope you'll join us tomorrow. Uh, by the way, when you say sheriff, uh, it, it's one of the largest yeah. sheriff's departments in the country. True. Uh, yep. They cover the biggest landmass of any other sheriff's department in the country. And so. Uh, but I want to let people know. I mentioned a couple of things uh, today, Brad uh, Hudson, or not Hudson Taylor, uh, George Mueller. There is a website called georgemueller.org, and it's 
his name, G-E-O-R-G-E-M-U-L-L-E-R. If you go to georgemuller.org, there's a lot of his writings that are PDF there that you can just read on your computer. Hmm. You don't have to buy a book or anything. It's free. Uh, And then uh, he's got his books and devotionals in PDF. Uh, Then there's also E.M. Bounds quotes and Hudson Taylor quotes. Hudson Taylor was a contemporary. And I love one of these. Listen to this. This goes right along with some of the stuff we've been talking about in that when you're going through a tragedy, sometimes you feel overwhelmed. And if you've been flooded, if you've been hurricaned, you know, like something happened as a result of this last hurricane, or maybe the hurricane you experience is a relational hurricane. Maybe it's a financial hurricane. Just remember this. I love this quote from Hudson Taylor. All of God's giants have been weak men who did great things for God because they reckoned on God being with them. You are are not going to be able to do anything apart from God being with you. But if he is with you, who can be against you? That's the thing that we have to remember. And a lot of times we forget that, Brad. We forget that with God on our side, we we can, uh, even though the world is bent, we can be faithful witnesses to people around us. And in the midst of a tragedy, it's not an obstacle to our plans. It's an opportunity for us to put God on display. Mm-hmm. And boy, you talk about perspective. I remember that. Did I, didn't I read that letter from that Sanibel pastor? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, about here's a guy who's lost everything and he is exhibiting peace in an uh, appliance store. So much so that an employee says, Hey, how are you able to do this? And all he does is mention God. Oh, that's it. Okay. Don't need got anything it. else. I yeah. got it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Well, and you think about the, um, I kind of mentioned that we, we were discussing Romans eight twenty eight yesterday and, and 29, you know, that uh, God's purposes that we know God's going to work. He tells us he's going to work all things out mm-hmm. uh, for the good of those who are called according to his purposes if you've been called you have been called according not to your purposes but to his purposes mm. and his purpose is that we would be transformed mm. that we would be conformed into the image of christ and uh it it, it might frighten you a little bit when you start thinking about that what what is god going to use to transform you what's he going to do to conform you to the image of christ and uh, and we've used a lot of examples today, even just from Scripture and and in real life, um, that it, the the trials, the sufferings, the storms, again, be they financial, be they relational, be they health, be they weather, whatever that might be, these are opportunities to put God on display, mm-hmm. not put you on display, but to put God on display because everything we've mentioned today doesn't elevate man it elevates god yeah however when we go through those personally it builds confidence in us it, it, not not confidence in ourselves confidence in god and yeah. it gives us a boldness to speak about the things of god yeah and i you know there's not many times where you are in the midst of suffering where you're going wow 
this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's usually as you look back, you know, thinking about just our own personal trials over the years. Yeah. I remember a time, Brad, where, um, I know our time is short, but we were, we, we were going through a really tough time and, um, Lori was really struggling. I didn't know how to deal with it. I couldn't fix it. And I just wanted it to get better. <laughs> and I remember there was one day I literally went out of my house and I just screamed, why, 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 why can't we fix this? God, why can't you fix this? Why can't it get better? And uh, I was taken to Daniel three. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Michelle, Hananiah, and Azariah, Jewish name, uh, Chaldean name, it doesn't matter. The three men who were thrown into the fiery pit. And if you read that story, when they were thrown into the pit, they were bound. Yeah. But when they were in the pit of fire, they were loose. And a friend had told me that um, God will use the fiery times in our lives to burn off the things that are binding us. That's good. And, That's and, good. and, and I thought, wow, that is good. He told me that. But then as I meditated on that passage, God reveals something else to me in that text too. Nebuchadnezzar has to call them out of the fire. Mm. Remember that? Yeah. Well, Absolutely. what he revealed is the reason is Jesus was in the fire and it's better to be in the fire with Jesus than outside of the fire away from him. And that was really Boy, that was that was a great truth for me to hold on to. So if you're in the fire out there, take solace and comfort in the fact that Jesus is with you. Hold on to him. Spend time in his word. Spend time crying to him, sharing your heart, and rest in his care. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, that is a wrap for today. I can't say it any better. We're glad you tuned in today. Join us again tomorrow. Uh, as Doug will have uh, Congressman John Rutherford on with him. And then uh, come back on Friday as David Gray and I begin to kind of work through some of what we've been talking about today. Yeah. In fact, if you want to send a question for Congressman Rutherford, you can send it to Doug at SWATradio.com. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening 